Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. That's right. Well, Bob, yeah, like you said, we, we've been, there's so much to get into because not only is there mm-hmm. the Super Bowl week, but you are also the focus of the newest episode of The Sounds of Baseball, which debuts tonight mm-hmm. at 7 p.m. Central Time on the MLB Network. And let's... Let's start with uh, the Super Bowl quickly, since we did play that that clip. Yeah. Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, a quarterback who has never not played in the AFC Championship game is in his Super Bowl once again, and then also the confluence of an, the other biggest phenomenon in the world, Taylor Swift. Yeah, uh, if it's possible for the Super Bowl, which is always, by leaps and bounds, the most watched thing in all of American entertainment forget about sports uh if it's possible for it to have even more buzz it does now uh the taylor swift travis kelsey aspect is obvious but also now the chiefs as you say have been in six consecutive afc championship games and four of the last five super bowls patrick mahomes even though there are a lot of other very good quarterbacks and exciting quarterbacks mahomes almost by acclamation is the number one guy now Kelsey is Hall of Fame bound. So is Andy Reid as a coach. And so when you take all of those factors together, I mentioned last week on CNN that I think that at least for the time being, the Chiefs are America's team. Now, that doesn't mean that the Cowboys relinquish a nickname that has been affixed to them, but the team that has the most buzz and can be identified most readily, a handful of guys on the team, by the casual fan who isn't really a football nerd. That team is quite obviously now, since Tom Brady is gone, Peyton Manning is gone, that team is the Chiefs. Well, that's that's true, Bob, but when you look at this, buzz and hype uh, is all fantastic until that first kickoff occurs. So when you look at that first kickoff, at this point at least, Vegas has the 49ers with a slight, ever so slight advantage. Uh, How do you see the strengths and weaknesses when you look at this game comparing the Chiefs to the 49ers? How do you see the strengths and weaknesses matching up for the game once the game actually begins? You know, Brad, I'm not going to pretend to expertise I no longer have. It's been a while since I actively covered the league, so I watch it casually. Uh, I don't pay all that much attention during the regular season. I do in the postseason, and like everybody else, I'll be watching the game with interest. So my response to this is just an overview. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is a close call. Uh, Both teams are very, very good. The 49ers, despite a little bit of the dip at midseason, have been the best team in the NFC. We thought that the Ravens were the best team, and they were throughout the season in the AFC. But just to prove how seasoned they are, Mahomes and the Chiefs went to Buffalo and won on the road and then went to the number one seed, Baltimore, and won on the road. So you'd have to say, given their recent history and that success in this postseason, that the Chiefs are still the best team in the AFC. So this is the best possible matchup you can get. It's a toss of the coin type thing. But my gut tells me that if it's a close game and it figures to be, 
No disrespect to Brock Purdy, who is a great story. The last guy taken in the draft, dubbed the so-called Mr. Irrelevant, and now he's got his team in the Super Bowl. He's a great story, and he's quite capable. But Mahomes' record in big games and his record coming from behind late in those big games can't be ignored. So I give the edge to the Chiefs. Well, despite your disclaimers of expertise, Bob, I have this question because really the main question that all America wants to have answered Mm -hmm. here is what is Bob Costas' favorite Super Bowl snack? (laughs) You know, I guess guess it's kind of boring. I guess I'm a pizza guy. Nice. You know, a a good pizza, right? I mean, a a good St. Louis-type pizza. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that because people think St. Louis pizza is only thin crust pizza. And I'm not like a deep dish Chicago guy. I like kind of split the difference. I grew up in New York. So it's got to have some crust for me to really enjoy it. This is too deep a dive into the pizza world, I believe. (laughs) We can move on from here. But a good pizza is good for me on Super Bowl Sunday. Let's go to the MLB Network then, the Sounds of Baseball. And again, that debut episode Mm -hmm. With you, uh, featuring you, is tonight at 7 p.m. And it's really extraordinary because when the Major League Baseball Network launched in 2009, you Mm -hmm. were doing great with HBO. You you know, you were on HBO. You had your own successful career. And and MLB Network approaches you. Were you surprised that they approached you? Were, Were they surprised that you said yes? I don't know that they were surprised because they knew of my love of baseball Mm -hmm. and NBC lost baseball after the 2000 season. So I was kind of a baseball guy without a platform for nearly a decade. And I loved being at HBO for a long, long time. It was the gold standard in sports and in many other aspects of television. But this was my chance to do baseball. I didn't do it for a larger audience. I did it because of my love of the game. And the very first thing when MLBN came on the air on January 1st, 2009, was we had discovered the long lost kinescope of Don Larson's perfect game in 1956, which nobody, including Larson himself, had seen in its entirety with Mel Allen and Vin Scully as the announcers. And we brought Larson and his catcher, Yogi Berra, into Studio 42 for the very first broadcast on MLBN to watch the game and then between innings to reminisce about it. And, you know, a lot of great things ensued on MLBN after that, uh, including the Sounds of Baseball series, uh, which I'm generally the host of, along with Tom Verducci, but you can't host a show that's about yourself. So I'll be watching tonight along with everybody else. So I'm, I'm sure they were too kind to me, but after all, (laughs) I work there, so (laughs) they they ought not slap me around. Right. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.